Well, it's great. It's great to be here. Thank you um, so, so much. Um, what an extraordinary honor. Um, and, you know, before we get any further, I do want to say, like, I'm sure you have Google alerts on yourself as I do on me. And, you know, I've been aware of you and, and, and your work in South Africa. And, and you're, a, you're a lawyer, right? You're, you're a barrister. Are you a solicitor? You're a barrister? Do you guys use those limey terms? Uh, we sort of do. So we talk about advocates and attorneys, um, but yeah, barrister is the term. Yeah. And, um, and the real question is, what are we going to do about the other imposter Mark Oppenheimers? There's, there's a, a Scrabble champion from North Dakota. There's uh, an assistant uh, director in Hollywood somewhere. He may have, he may have left it, but are, are, are you aware of any others? I think there are four, as far as I can tell, we're the four and um, that's too many. Yeah, yeah. Well, three of us are on IMDb. Um, I think his assistant <laughs> director is Mark Oppenheimer, brackets one, you're two, and okay. I'm three. Um. <laughs> so that should be the rule. It's like, can you be on IMDb? And then we'll have to return to this. But of course, you know, you're South African. And from, from what I understand, Oppenheimer is a much more interesting name to walk around South Africa with than to walk around Connecticut and Massachusetts with. I mean, here I get, you know, Twice a year, people say, oh, you're related to the guy who invented the atomic bomb. No, I don't think so. Uh, obviously, you get mispronunciations and, you know, all that good stuff. But from what I understand, you know, Oppenheimer is the Rockefeller of South Africa. I mean, you're basically, everyone who encounters you, one presumes you may be a diamond billionaire, right? Yeah. So it's interesting as well, because Africa has changed quite a lot over time. So growing up as a little kid, I would get that sort of, are you related question, you know, and sort of play a kind of game, which was something along the lines of Uncle what Harry. What did you like to know? Yeah. So like Uncle Harry doesn't like it if I say, you know, things like Let's that. Let's see how good the service is before I leave you a tip, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was amazing. You could definitely get the best seat in the house. Right. Um, but what's happened is that... Um, there's been a sort of shift in attitude towards the Oppenheimer family and towards mining in South Africa. So I've received um, quite hostile words from people in court saying like, oh, he's one of those Oppenheimers, those that have exploited us. Um, you know, he deserves to be punished. Uh, so <laughs> Wait, are you one of those Oppenheimers? Uncle Harry prefers it if I don't say. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Um, I mean, the story of where we come from is really there's this little town in Germany called Oppenheim, um, which has been around for over a thousand years. And I, and I went and visited and it is quite an amazing place. It was sort of, uh, it's currently part of Germany. It, it was conquered by Napoleon at one point um, and has this like incredible cathedral in it. Um, and there was a synagogue there as well. Um, so, and they were very excited to have me. They were like, oh my goodness, we've got an Oppenheimer back in Oppenheim. Um, right. So if people ask me enough questions, I basically say, look, you know, that's where the name is. All comes. related. Yeah, yeah. All from the little town. Wait, but are you related to Uncle Harry? Uh, not enough to get any money. <laughs> right. Like I don't, the point is I don't necessarily want to stay with you when I come. There's not, there aren't five bedrooms waiting for me with servants. What is your feeling, Mark, about Mark with a C? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's too French for my liking. I like our hard German Mark. Uh, it is I kind of French, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I can never take it seriously. If I meet another Marcus with the C, I'm like, oh, well, it's not the same name, you know. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a. I I don't know if you if you how you talk about if you use the terms varsity and junior varsity in South Africa, like the first team for you know for the high school, the first football team would be the varsity team, and the lower team would be JV. Sometimes there'd be thirds or freshmen. I feel like it's JV mark. It's not a full varsity Division One mark. Yeah, yeah, that that's without a doubt fair. Yeah, uh, lower ranking marks. Yeah. <laughs> What's your middle name, by the way? Are you an Edward? I, you know, I kind of, I've been always wondering when I mean, we obviously, right. you know, 
uh, you know, I get, get your emails. I don't know if you ever get mine. Um, but I, I haven't. I, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't send them on to you. No, a couple of years ago, I sent one on to you, I think. I, I must, I must tell you that my, one of my favorite um, sort of stories, um, was getting your hate mail. Um, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Sent it on to me. What did you get? So what I got was, um, this was the early, early days, uh, of, um, Weinstein sort of revelations coming out. Oh yes. And you'd written this piece about, um, comparing Harvey Weinstein to Alexander Portnoy. Um, right. and you described him as a uniquely Jewish pervert. Um, right. and it was that the sort of scene was that Weinstein had like masturbated into a pot plant in front of someone. It was kind of bizarre. None of the other kind of rape, you know, stuff had come out, but it was this strange moment. And you wrote this piece, very entertaining piece, and you got attacked from two sides. Um, the one was this sort of view that you had um, not paid careful enough attention to the horrors of Weinstein's right. um, endeavors. And the other one was that you were clearly an anti-Semite because you described it as a you know, uniquely Jewish pervert. So I got that, that mail from someone um, sort of saying, you self-hating Jew, how dare you do this? You're bringing right. a shame onto the Jewish nation. And I wrote back and I said, um, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading this. I'm sorry, but you sent the mail to the wrong mark. <laughs> And I ended up having an interesting back and forth dialogue um, with uh, <laughs> the hate speech writer. What was, what was funny about it as well was that when I was in high school, I was a drama student um, and we had to perform various pieces. And the, the piece that I performed was uh, Alex in the bathroom as a teenage boy wearing his, I think he's got his sister's underwear on his head and he's masturbating yes. with a piece of liver. Piece um, of liver, absolutely. So, what the United States has given to the world, right? You're sure you've given us Nadine Gortimer and Andre Brink, but we've given you the piece of liver. I mean, <laughs> utterly iconic. But wait, you didn't answer. Is your middle name also Edward? Do we have the exact same name? No. So I have a kind of funny middle name in that I don't have one on my birth certificate. I have my Hebrew name is uh, Menachem Ben Feivel. Um, yeah. um, my, I, I have two sort of given middle names. So my mother teaches Zulu. And so the Zulu name that I got given is uh, Zakele, which means um, a man who is uh, built like a wall or a self-built man. Um, and my, my dad sort of said, you know, if you're going to have a Zulu name, you should also have like a Hindu name, which is Gupta. Now, this is sort of a name that meant nothing to me uh, for most of my childhood. But the kind of uh, family that is sort of seen as having destroyed South Africa and having stolen from it, even more so than the Oppenheimers, are the Guptas. Um, uh -huh. So being a Gupta Oppenheimer is a sort of double whammy. Those rapacious Jews and Indians always, you know, all over the world with their, with their, uh, their mercantilist networks. Um, <laughs> well, that's so much more interesting than my middle name. You win. Um, what's your, what's your a, Hebrew name? Yeah, I wasn't given one. My parents were really secular people. Um, I, I, my grandfather, to his parents, the immigrants, had been Chaim. So sort of in his honor, like when I'm called up for an aliyah, I always say, you can call me Chaim. Um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, we've, my kids, my, we remedied that with my kids. They all have nice Hebrew names and, you know, nice, you know, multi-purpose names that sound kind of Jewish, but pass in America for their, on their birth certificates and good Hebrew names. And, you know, my eldest daughter is Rebecca. And it's funny because when I meet people from Israel, they hate, you know, that is, only a, like a Haredi name in Israel, like only a really religious woman is Rivka. There are no secular Rivkas. And so they really, it makes them very like, what, Rivka? Why would you name your daughter Rivka? That's disgusting. Um, but I don't think it's disgusting. I mean, but 
but you know that was my grandmother's name. So it's been nice to be able to, to dish out names to, to kids. Um, I would love to do this again. If yeah. you ever have a reason to come on our show, like tell me the next newsworthy thing you do and we'll have you on Unorthodox. 